Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to preach the message that I believe that is important for every family. And the, ser- the topic of the sermon called Right Choice for a New Generation. It's a Mother Day, so I want to encourage mothers and including fathers about making right choices for a new generation. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to hear your word and to be renewed in our mind that we will be successful and victorious in our life, Father. We believe, Lord, you love us so much and you have the best interests of our life in your mind. You want to see that your people in this house strong and mighty, victorious and blessed in every way, Lord. We believe, Father, that our children in this house will be blessed to the thousand generations. We thank you, Father, for your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. The Bible clearly talks about the generational curses that have been passed on from generation to generation. The stronghold that torture and cause problems in each family is a real story, and you can see in the real life. So negative things have been passed on from generation to generation, and I faced that in my life too. My ancestor made some wrong choices, and the curses of iniquity have been passed on into me when I was a young boy. But we need to make a decision in this generation that we will not let that curse to go on to the next generation any longer. You need to understand that the decision that our ancestors made, not only affecting them, but they affect us today. And if we continue that way, it will affect our third and fourth generation. So the Bible talks about generational curse. When people make wrong choices or bad choices, the bad things or the iniquity, the Bible uses the word iniquities. Iniquities mean sin and the consequences of sin or bad outcome of wrong choices will go to the third and fourth generation, such as bad habits, addictions, being pessimistic, sickness, poverty, or alcoholism, or divorces, or uh, untimely death, anything that is bad that go on to the third and fourth generation. And some of you in this room right now are struggling with certain issues in your life because somebody somewhere in the past have made wrong choice and you have to deal with it today even though it is not your fault. Many times you look back in your family and you trace your family line you can see that somebody in your family line have made some mistake. And now you are facing that problem even though you did not do it yourself. We should not be the kind of Christian who passively think that 
Lord, this is the way we are. We are living in a family with short temper. We are living in a family that everyone smokes and takes drugs. So it's normal for us. We are living in a family that we have divorces all the time. That's okay. We should not be that kind of Christians. Instead, we should rise up in faith, dig our heel, and fight a good fight of faith, and say that I'm going to be the one who put the stop on this iniquity in my family. I'm going to be the one who stopped this history in my family line. And now, from now on, I will make the right choice. I make a choice to have blessing and not the curse from today on and to the next generation. Medical doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists know that certain traits are passed down from generation to generation. In my medical office, we have two pieces of paper that all the patients have to fill out. Do you have diabetes? Do your parents have diabetes? Do your parents have mental disease? Uh, do they have any alcoholism? So we know that certain negative traits can be passed down from generation to generation, such as eating disorders, addiction, cancer, alcoholism, depression, mental disease. Are these genetic? Are these environmental? Are these hereditary? Sure, all of these factors may play a part of it. But I believe that the major factor that cause all of these things are the spiritual reason, not just the natural or physical reason. Actually, it's a spiritual warfare. And many people call a family baggage. Today, we call family baggage. Your mom is short-tempered, and you're short-tempered. You see my point? It's a family baggage. But the Bible used the word iniquity. And as Christians, we have the Bible to read, and we need to understand that these negative things in our family's bloodline will keep being passed on from generation to generation if this generation, you and me, don't do anything about it. If we are not doing anything about it and we just passively allow it to go on and go on and go on to the next generation. Actually, the iniquities of the generational curses start way out there, way back when Adam and Eve rebelled against God. Because of that disobedience and their sin, they faced iniquity themselves and that iniquity passed on to the next generation. Do you know who was the first murderer in the Bible? His name is Cain. Cain was a son of Adam. After Adam sinned, the iniquity went into his son named Cain. And who was the second murderer according to the Bible, according to the mankind history? His name is Lamech in Genesis chapter 4. And Lamech was one of Cain's descendants. Because Cain was a murderer, his son was a murderer. The negative thing, the iniquity, was passed on from that generation to the next generation and to the next generation. You may be struggling with many iniquities in your life. It is because somebody somewhere in the past have done something wrong or gave in to something wrong in their life. And you now have to be struggling with it. And it's other people's sin, not your own sin. But you should not 
use that reason to be an excuse and say that's okay. I will continue in that iniquity. But we should recognize what is wrong in my life, what is wrong in my family, what is wrong in my trade, in my character, what is going on in my life that I should stop now. I'm gonna rise up with faith. I'm gonna fight with faith in the name of Jesus, and I'm gonna put a stop to those problems in my family. I have done that for 30 years. I stop a lot of curses that I see in my dad, my mom. My grandfather and my grandmother. I stop all of them already, and I do not see in my kids anymore. It stopped. It has stopped because somebody in the house rise up and say, "I gonna fight for my next generation." I have seen so many patients with chronic back problem, and this is a true story. Many of my patients walk in with back problem, neck problem, and they all say, "My dad has neck problem." My mom, my uncle, my sibling all have back and neck problem, and some people come in with cancer. You trace back; they have cancer in their parents and their great grandparents. All this generational curse of sickness really tear the family down, tear the home down. It eat up the finances. Some people lose their home. Some people lose their marriage because of the sickness and disease. You know why? Because the devil come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He come to tear down the family. As Christian, we need to rise up and take authority in the name of Jesus and say, "Hey, stop! This is a spiritual warfare. This is not a coincidence. This is not a random thing. It's not just by luck or by chance." But it's a spiritual warfare that I need to fight with the good fight of faith. We have heard about the Kennedy family. President Kennedy died in an untimely way. He died young through assassination. But many years later, that what happened in 1963. But many years later, John F. Kennedy Jr. died again in an untimely manner. Instead of Living a long life. This is a curse in the family. Sometimes you heard that a mom died at 50 years old in a car accident, and then the daughter died at the in a car accident at 50 years old, and then the granddaughter died again before 50 years old in another accident. This is the spiritual warfare that the devil want to tear the family down. Addictions, alcoholism, poverty. All these things drag the family down into big problem. As Christians, we need to rise up and claim the promise of God. We need to speak positive to our own life. The Bible says in Psalm 91 verse 16, "With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation." You should quote this scripture every day. That you and your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren will not die young. With long life, God will satisfy me. Proverbs chapter three verse two: For length of days and long life, and peace they will add to you. You need to quote all the scripture every day. You wake up, you say, "My family will not have generational curse." I speak blessing to myself. I can speak blessing to my children and my grandchildren. I and Pastor Da always pray for our children and grandchildren for the blessing of Abraham to be upon their life. Amen. So we need to make choices, and what choice you make, 
I make choices for the blessing, not for the curse. And I make choice not to keep passing the curse down from generation to generation. And again, the curse may not come from a great sin like murder or robbing a bank. Sometimes these bad things come in because some events or some negative situation happened to somebody in your family line in the past. And the member of your family in the past gave in or allow or open the door for the devil to come in because of that event. I give you example of a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of fear, a spirit of panic attack, a spirit of depression can enter into your family because some event happened, maybe a car accident, maybe some tragedy happened, and then the family member opened up to the spirit of depression and the spirit of anxiety. There is an interesting story of a couple who attend the church in America. This couple, their son, just started to go to school in the first grade. And he enjoyed going. He was enthusiastic to go to school. He made many good friends. But two months later, something happened. This boy began to burst into panic attack at school. And the teacher asked him, what happened? Why do you cry? Are you so mad? And the Boy say, I'm so afraid that my mom and my dad will not come back to pick me up to go home. Time after time, the teacher have to call the parent and say, your son get into trouble again. He cried and he got mad. He got upset. The mom have to run to the school and try to comfort him. You need to understand that this family is one of the nicest loving family in the church at that time. Not our church. This is from other church. And they treat their kids very well. They show affection. They show love. They never leave their kid alone. They never abuse this boy. But the boy keeps having problems, and the problem kept getting worse, to the point that he would stay by the mother's side everywhere. When the mom in the home, in any room, the boy going to be by her side. When the mom went out to the yard, he would go out with the mom again because he was so afraid that he would lose his mom. One day, the dad visited the grandfather or his own dad and explained what happened to in his house. When the grandfather heard the story, it is like the light came on, turned on. The grandfather said, Oh, I know why. They're all Christians. This family are all Christians. I know the reason why. Because when I was in the first grade, my father suddenly died. And my mom took me to school. And I was so scared that my mom would never come back and die suddenly like my dad. So I was in that panic attack for a long time because I was so fearful. It did not affect his son. But this curse of panic attack began to work in the grandson without any natural reason. You cannot go to see the doctor, and the doctor cannot resolve the problem because the spirit of fear followed down into the grandson. I'm telling you this not because I want to scare you or I am spooky, but I want to make a point to you that generational curse is real. 
and the bad spirit can follow from generation to generation to generation. It's a spiritual battle. It's not the natural battle. The doctor cannot help you. Even the family doctor cannot help you because it's spiritual problem. You need to examine your life every day. Is there anything in your life that you need to change and stop that generation curse to go into the next generation? Maybe laziness, maybe undisciplined life, complaining, negativity, pessimistic, or whatever that in your life you need to repent as soon as possible. You need to change and you need to deal with it as soon as possible. This couple began to pray to fight the spiritual warfare for their son. And the news came out that the son was set free. He became a young man and he was set free totally from this panic attack. You can see that there's a spiritual warfare in the generational curses. Some people today are living under the bondage of the spirit of depression. So many people in America need to take antidepressant, amitriptyline, solov, trazodone. They have all the money, they have good job, they have good family, but they never smile. They cannot sleep. They are tortured by depression, by negativity. And this even happened in children. Some children have this curse. They cannot smile, they cannot laugh. Why the other friend, that children friend, laugh and have fun, but these children look solemn, look very depressed, and cannot enjoy life because of the generational curse of the spirit of depression in their life. They need to be set free. They are bowed by the spirit of defeat and bowed by the spirit of discouragement all the time. People are living in that kind of lifestyle because of the generational curse. We need to rise up and fight without allowing this kind of spirit to go on in our family. You have to stand up in faith and pray in the name of Jesus and put a stop on all this negativity in your life. Don't sit back and just allow this to go on and on in your life. You need to be a fighter like the gladiator. You need to be a fighter like Ibman. You need to fight the spiritual warfare and say, stop. I'm not going to allow this enemy to come in to destroy my family anymore. You cannot say that, it's okay la, that I am an addict. It's okay that I am alcoholic. It's okay that I keep divorcing three or four times in my life and just go on and my kids can divorce too. That's okay. You need to stop it. You cannot just sit back and say, it's okay for all this negativity to continue in your life. We must be choosing the blessing, not the curse. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2, the Bible said, Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. The Bible said that every curse that happened have a cause or a reason behind. When a young boy grows up into adulthood and being alcoholic, there must be a reason. When a young boy grow up to be an abusive parent, there must be a reason and a cause behind. Any bad habits, any addiction, dysfunctional family, or anything, the sickness, anything must have a reason behind that kind of curse. And there's a reason why people get into trouble. Somebody somewhere in the past opened the door to the enemy. 
Some of you may be struggling with some problem right now, and I don't want you to feel that you are a bad person. I don't want you to think that God condemned you. If you face generational curse, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. You don't need to feel guilty and condemned, but you need to realize that you have something to overcome, and you're g o i n g to fight this spiritual battle. And you should not feel condemned at all. You have to rise up and fight. But at the same time, don't make an excuse to say that oh, somebody else fault. I'm gonna keep on going and doing the same thing because it's my dad fault, my grandfather fault. I'm gonna keep doing the same thing again. Don't give an excuse. Amen. What is the first step to get out of this? The first step is to recognize the problem, examine your own life, examine your own life. What's going on? Any negative traits? Any negative habit or bad habit that you have, you examine, and then instead of ignoring it and put it under the rug and hope that it will go away on its own, you say, "God, I admit I have a problem. God, I need to get out of this bad behavior or bad attitude. I don't want this to be passed on to my children any longer. If you have anger problem, admit that." You are short-tempered. You are easily angry. If you lazy, admit that you are lazy, and don't put it under the rug and start to deal with it. James chapter five verse sixteen, the Bible say, "Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed." The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You need to be honest to yourself, and you need to be honest to God. And admit that you have a problem, and after that, you need to find a good Christian brother or sister that you can trust, and you will come to that brother and sister, maybe your pastor, care group leader, or your mentor, or somebody that you trust, and say, "I want to confess that I have this problem. Let's pray together. Let's deal with this issue. Pray for me, and let's confess this sin together. Confess this." Problem together. You need to humble yourself. Most of the time, we are not doing that way. We are doing the opposite. You think that, hey, if I tell people about my weaknesses, I will be embarrassed. People will not respect me anymore. People will not listen to me anymore. I have to be example. I need to be perfect in the church. That is a lie of the enemy. No one is perfect. I just confess. My weakness to the congregation in Thailand last weekend, that in the airplane, God deal with me how I treat my wife, and God said, "You need to repent right now." I did repent when I came out from the airplane on the way from Japan to Thailand. I apologized my wife and say, "You know, I'm sorry. I'm not a good husband. From now on, I'm gonna improve and treat you better." And you see, I need to confess my sin toward my wife and ask her for forgiveness. We need to swallow our pride and stop thinking about our own face. Stop thinking about how other people would think about us. Go and confess your sin and ask somebody to pray for you and hold you accountable, so that you will not go back to that direction again. You need to understand that no one in the church can say that I am perfect. I never make mistake. I have no problem in my life. Period. I'm so perfect, like Jesus. No one in the church is like that, including the pastor. 
We all have something in our life that we need to deal with. It's good to go to somebody that you trust, love you, will not judge you, somebody who will not criticize you and bring your bad problem to tell the whole world, but will pray for you and keep it confidential. I'm not saying that you should tell the whole world about your problem. I'm not saying that. But you should find a mature Christian brother and sister and confess your sin together. Whether it's a sin of hidden addiction. Do you know that a lot of doctors addict to narcotics and lose license? No one knows until one day the police find out. Somebody may watch something in the internet that they should not have watched. And no one knows, including their wife and their kids. They keep watching something bad and they need to confess and come to the pastor or somebody and say, I'm sorry, I have done something wrong. Or somebody may get into the wrong relationship out of marriage, secretly behind the scene at the office. You need to repent and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Or some people may have anger problem in their life. Find a mature Christian and confess your sin together. Amen? And so that if you do your part, God is going to do His part to stop the curse in your life and it will be easier for your kid and your grandchildren in the future. I want to encourage you that there is no addiction that is too hard for God to resolve. There is no generational curse that's too big for God to set you free from. There's nothing that God cannot set you free. No matter how long you have been bowed by that problem, no matter how many times you fail and fail to get out of that problem, if you really mean business with God, if you realize that you have a problem, recognize it, repent, rise up with faith, and admit that you need help, go to some Christian brother and sister, go into the fire of God, and let the fire of God clean you up, you can be set free from any generational curse. You hold yourself accountable to somebody. Amen? Some of you might be raised in a home with the atmosphere, the negative atmosphere like anger, violence, and abuse. Some of you may grow up in that environment. And don't give excuses that, oh, you know, I grow up this way. I'm going to do the same thing to my wife. That is a wrong idea. Instead of giving an excuse, you should rise up and say, no, I'm not going to do the same thing like my mom and my dad. Being abusive, using foul language in the house and throw things around the house and being violent and angry. Yes, I struggle when I grow up to see my dad and my mom were doing that. But I'm not going to continue that in my family anymore. I'm going to make a stop in my house. And I'm going to make my children have much easier life than my own life. I'm going to stop that kind of lifestyle. Take responsibility for your own action. You know that God gives you the free will. No matter what your parents do, you still have the free will to say yes and no to the past. You can say, yes, I have the excuse. I'm going to continue what my parents and my great-grandparents did. But you have a free will and you can say, I'm going to lift up my bar, my standard. I'm going to live the way God wants me to live. Every right choice that you make will overturn the wrong choice that other people do. Every time you overcome temptation, 
you make a score into the victory, and the curse would be broken every time you make the right choice. You cannot change the past, but you can change the future of your life. And I beg you today to make the right choice and change the future of your next generation. The sad thing that happened is that hurting people end up hurting other people. I give you example. Some of you may grow up in an abusive home. Your dad smacked you on your face, abused his wife or your mother, and very violent. And when you look at that, you say, "Oh, I don't want this. It's so painful. It's so hurting." And you keep saying that I'm not going to do that. Unfortunately, the sad story is statistically, people who grew up in the abusive home tend to be abusive to their own kids and to their own spouse, even though they know that it's not good. You know why? Because this is a spiritual warfare. They want to get out of it, but they cannot. Because the spirit of abuse and the spirit of violence follow them and bow them, bite them, and they cannot get out from that hurting and abusive environment. They continue to do the same thing to their spouse and to their children. Ephesians chapter six verse twelve say, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers." Against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly realms. When you deal with generational curses, you are not dealing with the natural thing; you are dealing with the spiritual warfare. You need to really repent and take authority to overcome evil spirit in your life, and you need to make a decision to make a right choice every single day. Greater is He who is in you than who is in the world, and you can have the power of the Holy Spirit to break that curse in the name of Jesus. Again, don't sit back and allow the devil to continue to work in your family. Rise up and make it easier for your kids, your grandkids, and the future generation. Let this generation rise up and stop those curses in your family. Do you know that women who were raised in the abusive home tend to find a husband who is abusive? Ladies who were raised up in a family that the husband is very abusive tend to look for a guy who do the same thing unknowingly. Women tend to find a husband who act like their own dad. This is why one of the reason I make a decision long time ago when I got married after I became a Christian. I make a decision that I will be courteous, loving, and honoring to my wife. I will go out of my way to show love to my wife. I will do everything to show to my children that that dad work hard, responsible, love God, go to church, love his wife, treat his wife with respect and honor. I make that decision because I'm thinking about Tanida, Joy, and Paul. That. When they see that dad practice that way, they're gonna look for the husband or the spouse that have the same character, a person who love God, who sold out for God, and treat their spouse with respect. You need to start from this generation. Make the right choice to do the right thing in your family. Amen. Put the right seed in your children, so that one day when they get married, they will make the right choice 
to choose the right kind of spouse. This is the problem in humanity. We play a game called blame game. My dad did that. That's why I'm this way. Sorry, it's his fault. Oh, I am angry because you make me angry because of you make me angry. I don't have money to pay bill. I don't pay bill on time because my boss did not give me a raise. You blame everyone else instead of paying bill on time. You blame your boss. That is a blame game. If you want to come out from the generational curse, you need to stop playing the blame game. Don't blame your parents. Don't blame your grandparents. Don't blame your boss. Don't blame the church. You need to take responsibility for your own action. Don't pass the blame to other people. Amen. We talk about generational curse, and I want to say it's not just about the generational curse, but it's a generational choice. Everyone say choice. You make the right choice for the next generation, and set a good standard for the next generation. Some of you grew up in a family with defeat and undisciplined life: drinking, yelling, don't pay bill, borrow money from the credit card and never pay, and just file bankruptcy. It's very undisciplined life. You grow up that way, and you think that that is the norm. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna yell. I'm gonna use the credit card to the maximum. I will not pay my bill. I'm gonna live a life of defeat like that because that is the norm in my life. But I want to encourage you: don't follow that kind of negative norm. Rise up and put a new standard that you're gonna pay your bill on time. You're not gonna take drugs. You're not gonna get into alcoholism. You're not gonna jail in your house. You're not gonna be short-tempered and be abusive. I give you one last example before I close the teaching. A couple just got married, and the wife cooked ham. Every time she cooked the ham, she would cut the end of the ham off. The husband looked at the way she cooked. He asked the wife, "Why do you have to cut the end of the ham out? That part you can eat too. It's eatable." And she said, "My mom is the best cook." When she cook ham, and I saw that every time she cook ham, she would cut the end of the ham out. So the husband called his mother-in-law. Hello, uh, I have a question. My wife told me that every time you cook ham, you will cut the end of the ham out. I want to know the reason why you cut that part out. And the mother-in-law say, "My mom is the best cook of ham, and I noticed that every time she cook ham, she will cut the end of the ham out." So the husband called the grandmother. Hello, grandma. Why do you cut the end of the ham out every time you cook ham? And the grandmother say, "Oh, because my pan is too small." The story tells us that many times we do things without knowing the reason, and we keep doing it, following the past generation. The past generation smoke, oh, they smoke. I smoke too. The past generation, the man flirt around, commit adultery. You say, yeah, I commit adultery too. That's normal. The dad is not responsible. I'm not responsible too. I just follow. My dad never pay bill. He just always late in bill. I'm not gonna pay bill either. Just follow the example of the 
previous generation without knowing the good reason why, never examining yourself, is it the right thing to do? I want to encourage you to set a new standard. Amen. Live a life of integrity. Don't be abusive. Don't get into any wrong and bad choices in your life. I want to conclude today. Number one, recognize, find out any problem in your own life, in your family. Two, admit it that I am wrong. Swallow your pride. Confess your sin to God. Confess your sin to another brother or sister that you trust. Pray together for the deliverance. Dig your heel. Stand up and say, I'm not going to allow this to go on in my family anymore. It's going to be stopped now. And I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to take responsibility for my own action. I'm not going to put the blame on anybody else. I'm going to make my right choice. I have only one life to live. Actually, when I prepared this sermon, God showed me that God gave me this life. Then I look back that I was born in 1953 and I have this life that God gave me and I'm not dying yet. I still have life to go on. God gave me life. And I want to make my life count. I don't want to live in curses anymore. I want to make it easier for my children. I'm going to stand up in my family. I'm going to stop all the negative things in my family. I'm going to fight a good fight of faith. I'm going to speak positive. I'm going to make the right choices every single day of my life. And the curses that come from my ancestors have to stop in my generation and the generation to come. Everyone say Amen. How many people say, I will put this teaching into practice? How many people say, I'm going to rise up and stop the generational curse in my family? How many people say, I'm going to make right choices every day? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this teaching, Lord, to remind us not to allow negative things, iniquities, family baggages to go on to be passed on from generation to generation. Lord, as we see in the Bible, we know that we have the way out and we know that generational curses are real. Lord, as mom and dad in this room and the future mom and dad who have not married yet, but going to be a mom and dad in the future, we make a decision, Father, today by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, that we're going to rise up, recognize our own problems. We're going to put a stop on it. We will make right choices every single day. We will take responsibility for our own actions. We will repent and we will fight the good fight of faith. We will speak the word of God into our life and to our children, Father. We thank you, Lord. We believe the generational curses will be stopped in this house. In this church, from now on, our kids are going to do better than us. They're going to rise up in victory, in joy, fruitfulness, and in the blessing of Abraham, Father. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before I pray for people, some of you may say, I have generational curse. Today, pray with me. Pray for me that I will be set free. Anyone in this room don't know Jesus and want to give your life to Jesus. 
Or you may say that I know him, but you're not sure that you really born again. When we say born again, it means Jesus become the Lord of your life, and you repent of your sin, and give your life to Jesus wholeheartedly. It's not about playing game or have a religion, but it's about walking in relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to do that, I like to, you to pray with me. How many people want to be really born again? Raise your hand up and say, "God, I want to really have relationship with Jesus." Pray with me, Father in heaven. I admit, Lord, that I am wrong. Lord, forgive me. Father in heaven, thank you for sending your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin. I repent of my sin, and I ask Jesus to come into my life right now to be my God. And my Savior, Lord Jesus, set me free from generational curses. Lord Jesus, give me the power to live a victorious life. I will follow you and serve you from today on. I am born again, and my name is recorded. In the book of life of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you know you have a generational curse, you recognize, and you say that, Pastor, pray for me. Come out here. I will pray that the Holy Spirit will set you free and give you a new life. Come out here. Thank you, Jesus. When I went to Thailand last time. This is a testimony I heard. One lady, she was at the verge of divorce because her husband committed adultery, big time. She got touched by the Holy Spirit, laughing on the Holy Spirit for half an hour, and after that, she repented and forgave her husband. Her husband repented, and now they're back together. They're back together. Another man. He was one of the leader in the church, but he never told anybody that he has a homosexual lifestyle. God touched him, and he was on the floor for one hour. God delivered him. After that, he was set free. The desire for homosexual lifestyle was completely gone. God healed him from that generational curse. God can do anything. There is nothing in your life that God cannot set you free, if you allow God to help you. Confess your sin right now. Ask God to forgive you. Take responsibility of your own action. You have a free will. You can make your choice today, what you want in your life. God will never force you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the Holy Spirit come and touch your people, Lord. Set them free from the bondage, whatever it is, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
free in the name of Jesus. Free <laughs> in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, by the fire of God, free indeed. Free, free in the name of Jesus. Right now, be broken. Be broken. God, you can do whatever you want in my life. I yield to you. I humble myself towards you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill. Fill. Free from the generational curses. Free. Free. <laughs> Free. Free right now. In the name of Jesus, the generational curses. Stop here, right now. Stop. Not in this generation any longer. Stop. Darkness, you have to leave. Darkness, you have to leave. Darkness, have to leave. Fire. Fire! Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Darkness, you have to live. Never come back. Now, Thank you, Jesus. Keep asking the file of God to touch you, to heal you, to set you free. Ask. And it will be given. Knock, and the door will be open. Seek, you shall find. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Fire! More fire! More fire! More fire! More fire! More fire! Healed! More fire! More fire! Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Free! In the name of Jesus. Free, free, right now. Free, in the name of Jesus. Free, in the name of Jesus. Free. Fire, fire. Free, in the name of Jesus. Purify, perch by the fire of God. Perch, whatever is not of God, go away right now in Jesus' name. Whatever is not of God, go away right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, fire.
Fire! 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 The curse broken in the name of Jesus. The curse broken. Fire! Fire! <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Fail? <laughs> Fire. Free in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Free in the name of Jesus. Free indeed. Free indeed in the name of Jesus. Free indeed in the name of Jesus. Free. Indeed, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Fire! 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 Yes, Lord. Fire! <laughs> More fire! More fire! Fire! Yes, Lord! Fire! <laughs> fire! Now! More fire! More fire! More fire! Go ahead and laugh! Go ahead and laugh! <laughs> yes, Lord! <laughs> <laughs> fire fire set free from the curse in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit yes set free fire generational curse yes untimely death sickness Go! Cancer! Get out of this family! No! No, 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 no. Not in here. Go! Only the blessing of God. Only the blessing of God. Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord! <laughs> More fire! More fire! More fire! More fire. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. No more generational curse. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Fire. Yes, Lord. Fail. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Touch. Touch. Healed. Touch. Healed. Healed. The curses are broken. 
bless him, Father. Bless him. Heal him. Give him life. The resurrection power of Jesus. <laughs> Fire! 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 More fire! More fire! More fire! More fire! More! Burn! Burn! Burn the tongue out of him! Burn the darkness out of him, Father! Burn! Never be the same! Never be the same! He's gonna have a new life! Never be the same! Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to give you new life. God loves you. God wants to bless you. He's your father. He's your father. He wants to bless you. He loves you. Yes. He loves you. My daughter, I love you. I want to bless you. You're my daughter. I want to give you the blessing. I want to remove the curse from you. Receive from me. I am your father. I love you. <laughs> That's why I sent Jesus to die for you. Say the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. The curses are broken in your life right now. No more. No more. Stop here in this generation. Stop. In this generation. Stop. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. No more. Get out. Any desire is not of heaven. Go. Any bondage. Go right now. Any bondage. Go right now. Fire. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206 275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new.